2: A big crowd here tonight at Bristol Motor Speedway. One of the most electric atmospheres you're going to find in motorsport. Here we know what we got to do tonight. but that's a fun, and to the ass. It's the best I can for you. It'll be a long race. Here's one the to work. good use tonight. We can do this. We're here for a reason. He knows how to do it on the track. You guys know how to do it to see it. Let's go get it. We warm our eyes and saw for a moment like this. let Let's go get that big sword. Ready to go racing here at Bristol Motor Speedway. Guys, the top. We're starting to going now. We got any more drive to run the top? We got the fence a little bit. May have a flash. Get down if you can Get down if you can't. floor right front or something. We got to change that tire it Tears the fender up. Green, green, green. Rolling good. You are clear. My steering doing what Jay talked about last week. Hold it up there. Hold it up there. I think I got a right front flat. Got a flat right front, guys. I don't know. I went down. It's random. Got a spin behind it. Caution's out behind. Caution's out. Damn it. High drama down on Pip Road, Roll back, roll back, roll back. Roll, bud! Man, holy It was my mistake. Air wheels off, it's to the left, probably three inches. I don't know what's broke. Jack, we'll take a peek at it. It's gonna be an absolute miracle if I can it. Come on. 12 is sparking up there, look out for the 12. Whatever's been the rear is dragging 3 yards to the center. Broken, dude. 10-4, bring it to me. Ryan Blaney with all kind of trouble. One more. All clear, man. Green checker right here, good job, man. All right, good start rolling to it All oh, you hang on to lock it down lock it down he can blame the 10 for that oh it just wrecked guys in the left down holy crap big picture big picture just smoke smoke here i can't turn it ryan blaney has gone behind the wall losing power steering Get ready to lift the hood lost power steering you're not alone and you're staring the shoes man i didn't think of 40 dudes blast <laughs> on me you plenty of room not to Trouble for Denny Hamlin. he's got a severe problem off turn four. Tire, five car fall, judge, said he panicked right there. I panicked too, I don't even know what happened. Coming to green checkered. Good job there. Green flag. Bell from the outside, he'll grab the lead in turn one. You're clear, clear by one. Kyle Woodson in trouble guys. Eighteen blew up. Problems for the driver of the M and M's Toyota. Eighteen pulled in the grass. The playoff driver that came in minus two is now exited the racetrack. Christopher Bell leads them on the restart. Trouble, big crash in turn three. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How bad is it? A lot. Tyler Reddick, he's got heavy damage. Uppers broke. Brains A Couple major damage, guys. We'll get it back out there. We can go, man. And we're out of time. We're done. That's going to have some playoff implications. Kyle Bush, he is now 12th with all the mayhem that happened there. Go back under the green. Bell will lead them to turn number two. Stay within yourself and within the car and wear him down. 11 trying to put the three, three top, three top. He hit you. He's up top in three. Caution, caution. Problems here once again for Eric Jones. About <laughs> a presence. Pick in the corner, we straight away. Pit road is open. Start, straight up. get there, get there, get there. Awesome, fellas, awesome. Green flags back out. Kyle Larson with a big jump on Christopher Bell. Your pace is borderline too fast. Make it last. Keselowski dives down to the bottom of the racetrack. The new race leader is Brad Keselowski. All good. It's your mark, buddy. 110 to go, 30 on tires. Into the outside wall, Brad Keselowski off turn two. Right foot down, right foot down. You gotta be, <laughs> it? got me, get me. Got a flat, got a flat, got a flat. Coughs down, caution down. Race leader Christopher Bell looks like he's got a flat. Right now we are out by one point. Next one ahead of you is the twenty-two. Come back, there's a ball head year from suspension. Behind the wall. Yeah. Cindric is now got the 12th spot. He and Kyle Bush. they're tied. Danny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick with disastrous pit stops here on this go round. Sorry, bud. I don't know what else to say. And for Kevin Harvick, that might be a seal your fate failure. Your... The two tire stop. Chris Busher was the first one off the pit lane. We're back to green flag racing. About three, three. It's smooth. Hit the Pursuit, it's Chase Elliott. Might be a little pain for the higher entry, lower exit. Chris Busher carrying the banner for RFK. Killed by eight now, back from the white flag. Elliott is making up some ground, but he's
3: not going to get there. Yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Kevin Harvard, Austin Dillon, Kyle Bush, and Tyler Reddick missed the cut. Good job, Dad.
4: TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here for another week, exciting week. We had our playoff elimination start, and it's gotten exciting, folks. Got Texas coming up this week, and... Uh, it's going to be a doozy. I'm telling you that was radioactive NASCAR's radioactive. And uh, again, you can go and find the radioactives courtesy of NASCAR on their YouTube channels. I invite you to go and watch them every week. It's so cool to watch the way that they piece it all together and we love it. And by we, I mean, of course, Mike Haig from RaceDaySA.com. Mike, welcome to the second round of the playoffs. That was crazy, that Bristol yeah, that, night.
5: That really was crazy. That's exactly what we wanted, though.
4: Yes, it you is.
5: Know, as, as a race fan, you want excitement, and drama, and the fans got their money's worth. And wow, what a crowd, you know, right at 100,000 people. We haven't seen a crowd like that in Bristol in several years. This is the way it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, packed grandstands and everything, and night racing. And oh, man, it, it was just had everything. And then, you know, Kyle Bush, Kevin Harvick. They, they don't make the the round of uh, twelve, and then neither does Austin Dillon or Tyler Reddick. And um, uh, and it's isn't it interesting that the three drivers with you know Tyler and Austin and Kyle all well, talk about them lately, and then they yeah. don't advance in the playoffs. So very. There, there was it was it was a good race. I I thought it was really really. Uh, Uh, just fantastic is you know is how i would put the the word on it
4: in fact it was so interesting that during the race all kinds of conspiracy theorists were coming out including and i don't really (laughs) know i don't even want to say that she was being a conspiracy theorist but samantha bush just texted uh, or tweeted out something about engine failure two weeks in a row with just a shrugging shoulders because it's like that's almost unheard of with joe gibbs racing and engine failure at bristol is something that doesn't happen very often as well and for it to happen and 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 again this be the second week in a row that kyle bush's engine has gone yeah i mean if you're going to be a conspiracy theorist i think everything is there for you to be one when it comes to this little scenario so um it's just yeah. Cards were not, I, I guess, aligned for the 18 car to, to do anything worth. Anything. Yeah. But you know,
5: I don't, I don't see any kind of conspiracy. I mean, why would you do that if you're Joe Gibbs race and give Kyle a bad engine or something, you know, and not want him to go on in the playoffs or somebody on the, in the organization. I mean, you know, he's the kind of guy that could still win you a championship. So yeah. you, you take advantage of it. I mean, they have sponsor commitments that they, that they've already, you know, have for the rest of the year and everything and you need to, to honor those commitments and do the best you can and and uh, but his the cards just weren't lined up for him this year and too many distractions and you know we all we forget they they brought a new child into the world you know um this year and there's a lot going on in their life and and um so uh, got to keep that in, in mind as well
4: now see you're you're playing the voice of reason and i agree completely with you If I was going to be that little devil on the shoulder, though, that's stirring the pot, I would say, if you're Joe Gibbs Racing, you do not want Kyle Busch winning a championship because then you look stupid for letting him go. So, I mean, you look dumb for not doing everything that you could have done in your power to have made a deal happen. You look dumb for letting go a champion and bringing in your grandson. I can see it either way. You know what I mean and again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I'm kind of with you on it's just it it is what it is, but I can see where people could question because when I think of the garage area and engines, Joe Gibbs engines are some of the best engines that you'll that are out there and and you you may have engine failure here or there, but you certainly don't have it on the same car two weeks in a row,
5: yeah. And then, you know, the, 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 uh, two Richard Childers cars, rhetoric and uh, Austin Dillon getting knocked out. Uh, that was, that was a shame. I mean, I would like to have seen at least one of those guys, you know, continue a little bit. Um, and then poor Kevin Harvick, Don, you know, he did everything he could. He had a, actually had a pretty good race. He just did. He got behind on the other two races and, and got b- behind on the points there and just didn't make the cut either. But how about Chris Busher? Texas, Plano, the,
4: Texas. Oh, I'm you know, sorry.
5: Prosper, Texas. That's right. Just down the road there from where you are. And he uh, gets his uh, second cup victory. And, you you know, we have to go all the way back to 2016, where he won that rain shortened race at Pocono. That was his first cup win. So this was his second. And he, um, I don't know, 222 race streak. He snapped finally to get the win. And he becomes the 19th different driver to get a victory this year. I really think we're going, to, we're going to have 20 before it's all over. Twenty different. it's drivers. amazing.
4: And he, he gets the first win for RFK Racing, for, yeah. for Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. And yeah, he yeah. keeps the streak alive. I, tw- I tweeted out the streak that you and myself and Doug Rice just last week talked about. Non-playoff yeah. drivers winning in the playoffs. Is it a possibility, Mike, that we could go the entire way and not have a playoff series guy win a race?
5: I think, I think so, because, you know, you take a guy like Martin Truex Jr., who's not in the playoffs, who's won at Texas before, put him in the car at Texas this coming weekend, you know, he he could get the win. (laughs) I mean, there's a whole bunch of others that we've, that we've talked about with Doug Rice the other night that are within striking distance as well.
4: Well, and the thing is, is, and Mike, I mean, this would be my understanding of this is, so now that brings into the fold Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick um Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon because they are no longer playoff drivers so mm-hmm. if they get a win that still counts as in the streak because they're no longer playoff drivers is is the way that I would look at it because it, it's it's not going to help them any um as far right. as you know ch- for the championship goes so uh and Mike you know we'll preview Texas and stuff here in a little bit but coming up now for this round and these are going to be a doozy round you go to Texas which was a shit show yeah. um, at the beginning of the, you know, um, earlier in the year. And then after Texas, you go to Dega, which is a shit show. Anything, <laughs> I mean, anything you
5: know, can happen in Dega.
4: Anything can happen and it will. And then after that, you go to Charlotte for the Roval, which is usually a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is the hardest round out of the three, personally, because you, there's just, you just don't know. There's nothing yeah. There's nothing to compare Texas to right now, I don't think, because the cars, nothing, no track is running that way. The cars weren't uh, handling that way, the the way that they did during the All-Star race. I mean, the only difference, Mike, I think, is that you're going to have it during the day, and it's going to be hotter than freaking Hades up there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, should make for a slick racetrack. But, uh, and then, of course, Dega, like we said.
5: Yeah, and, well, you and, have... The mile mile and a half, a super speedway and a road course, you know, for the most or roval, you know, but uh, still three different tracks. They all have their own personality and charm to them. And and so I think it's going to be really interesting to see. And I think the, the key to getting through this next round is just consistent finishes, staying out of trouble and get as many stage points as you can as possible, you know.
4: Uh, and if there's a guy that's looking forward, I, I would think to coming to Texas, it should be Ryan Blaney because it's the only yeah. track really that he, I mean, he had a win on this season. It just said it didn't count because it was the all-star race.
5: Yeah. I hope they kept good notes and everything because that car was hooked up pretty good uh, at that race. And uh, I would like to see him uh, get a, vi- get a victory, you know, <laughs>
4: but again, you know, the difference is, night and day i mean which it really is no. night.
5: <laughs> and like you said the heat could be a factor you know i don't know what the i can look and see real quick and see what the actual temperature of the forecast for sunday let's see uh fort worth uh, is closest here I think uh 97 sunny, or 98 sunny and 95 in justin oh no well, so that, you're doing fort
4: worth do justin
5: I know. Well, I don't have uh, Justin. Uh,
4: well, as a matter of fact, I do.
5: <laughs> Probably a couple of degrees hotter.
4: You're you're as bad as those guys on there. No, let's see. It might be the same. Yeah, ninety five. So you're right. Yeah.
5: Still, that's pretty pretty warm. You know. Yeah.
4: Friday ninety seven. Saturday for the Xfinity Series race ninety eight. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm full shorts. sun.
5: <laughs>
4: and the thing is, is it's been like this all week. Um, today was 97. Tomorrow will be 98. Thursday will be 98. Friday will be 97. So hot temperatures on the track. That you know, this entire time, no rain. Very unusual. We're usually not this hot in September. This late into September now. So we'll we'll see what happens. But um, Thursday is officially the first day of fall. It was my birthday, so I'm always the first day of fall. And I'm it. I mean, I look at that forecast and. That's a San Antonio forecast, but that's not a normal Dallas area.
5: Yeah, well, we're we're predicted to be uh, ninety nine degrees here Thursday, so uh, I'll have to lay out in the sun, get some, you know, one last suntan. You know,
4: I've been doing that. I've been in the pool every day this week, so
5: well, good, good for you.
4: Well, Mike, uh, let's go <laughs> back, um, and we'll talk about Chris Buscher. Yeah, I was jumping up and down for 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 Chris. I mean, screaming going going nuts I was excited for him to to be able to come away with the victory of course being a a fellow Texan and being from right up here in this area but uh, even more you know me I'm a big uh, Brad Keselowski fan and I was just excited for them for that team for for everyone and then again I'm just on this thing of I think it's funny to see all these non-playoff drivers (laughs) winning right now and to see you know a a different driver winning each each week is so nice to have 19 different if you don't like that as far as race fans go then do not do us all a favor and do not watch racing anymore and yeah. All right, Mike. So uh, let's hear from Chris Buescher. And uh, I know you've got audio, lots of audio from him.
5: Yeah, the first thing we're going to hear is the interview on the front straight away. Here we go.
4: How about the non-playoff
6: drivers representing here? Sweeping round one. It's been five years and two months, Chris, since Ralph finway Keselowski won a race. What does this mean to you to bring them back to victory lane? And this is just so special. This team did
7: such a great job
6: scott graves the man who made the call for the two tires at the
7: end that's just um first coupling for Fastenal for a poise Bay race so that's awesome about half fast on board tonight uh, just so special here bristol i love this racetrack i love the fans i love every time we come here it's so special to me lost one that that had, uh really broke our heart back in, in 2015 on the xfinity side with Graves on top of the box so this um this makes up for that. That's pretty pretty awesome. Pretty special.
6: How about Scott's two-tire call? Were you worried that wouldn't hang on on that final restart? Not
7: one bit. It was up to me at that point. Just hold on and, uh, and make it work. And we, uh, we had a really fast fastened on Mustangs. Just so proud of everybody. We knew we had a good race car after practice and uh, didn't, didn't quite get the job done in qualifying. But what a race car. It's just uh, a special get RFK in victory lane for the first time. And uh, you know, we had great race cars. Brad had really good speed, too. So... So, <laughs> I don't know what else to say right now. I'm out of breath. Uh, this place will wear you flat out, and I love that about it, but such a special night.
6: Almost 100,000 fans here tonight at Bristol Motor Speedway. What's the significance of winning the Bristol night race for you personally? It's
7: number one on the list right here, so this is, uh, this is it. Thank you all for coming out, it was a great crowd, great weather, we appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the race, come back and do it again. How are you gonna celebrate? Man, we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> all
6: right, Chris Buescher brings Roush Finway-Keslowski to Victory Lane at the night race
4: here at Bristol. Those 100,000 folks, they were going crazy, weren't they, Mike? They really
5: were. And all those fireworks going off in the background, they had a pretty cool show of fireworks before the race started. I don't know if you saw it, it as the cars were going around the track. They were, they would shoot off like like in, in, in like in like a, like a line all the way around the top part of the, of the Coliseum, you might say. Yeah. It was pretty cool the way they had it all, you know, fixed up and everything.
4: They've done that for years because when I was there years ago and I was there the very first year that was it, Colossus or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. uh, the screen was, was built and actually the very first year that they started doing the driver intro music intro things i was there for that so uh yeah super super exciting things that they've got going on there so all right well what else we got
5: all right so then the you know one of the things that the the drivers get is like a sword a real cool looking sword so uh here's an interview with um chris talking about the sword and here we go
1: here in victory lane at bristol motor speedway 222 races. A winless streak is snapped with Chris Buescher tonight. He is in victory lane. Show him the sword. You got the prize at Bristol. How's it feel?
7: Pretty special. Pretty special. So this um 250th start. Uh so it's been a long time since that first win. And uh, this is one that's been on top of my list. I'd take this over any other win that we any other race check we go to. This is this is the one for me. So just uh so appreciative of this group, everybody on this fast and all team. Get fast on victory lane, a point race finally after all these years. That's a that's a big one for us. Get uh the Ford group back in here and uh with the unveil of the new Mustang this week. It's definitely a special time. Got a lot of buzz around it. So um it's on concrete, which is the one I wanted. So it's uh it's all adding up. This is a really special night for us.
1: RFK Racing obviously started the season off so strong. You guys swept the duels in Daytona, and then it's been, when can they find Victory Lane? You're the first driver to do it for the official new organization of RFK, so that has to feel uh, pretty good. You have the owner, Brad Kozlowski.
7: Yeah, definitely. Um, It it is special, right? It's uh, been at this organization a long time, and uh, Jack and and Robbie Reiser and so many of the group back uh, years ago took big chances on me, and. Ken Reagan, David Reagan took me under their wing and helped me get in the door and um it's all been building up to this. It's been a long time coming, but this is um I appreciate being being here for so long. Um appreciate Brad's passion and everything that he's brought in this year. It's been awesome to see someone with that much dedication and uh that much drive. Um I've had teammates that are great teammates and had had a ton of uh passion for it, but I think he's a little bit more in the game than any of them. But uh it's been a really special, special win for uh, for everybody for rfk uh you know to have speed in both the race bars all night is special too right i mean we're both in the hunt tonight and uh i know he had some some really rough luck there late so um worked out for us we were able to put it here everybody did just a fantastic job and, and we wanted bristol this is so cool so cool
1: well it's the uh playoff season of non-playoff drivers christopher busher makes it official in victory lane at bristol motor speedway
5: and Don, you know that sword that he showed there uh talked about is really a cool uh, piece of, of whatever we're going to call it you know a relic or whatever you know it's like it was kind of like the trophy you might say right. each track gives away different things and uh but man uh that thing is i couldn't believe how big it was and how heavy it looked
4: okay well if if you think it looked big that night you should i don't know did you see the night before if you go on twitter you'll see uh when noah gregson won and later on because it wasn't yeah because it was yeah. no-, no, so yeah. later that night uh they were at waffle house <laughs> and he is stabbing <laughs> a waffle with that and eating it off of the uh off of the sword so <laughs>
5: <laughs> i missed that I, I, cut I,
4: it on a paper plate or on the plate cut it with the sword and then he stabs it and he picks it up and he eats the waffle <laughs> with the with the sword so uh oh, good stuff
5: and that's funny that's great <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh so all right and and I know we've got Bashir some more he was with Claire uh,
5: what Yeah Claire b Lang from Sirius XM Satellite Radio and here's what he had to say to her here we go
7: That's just so cool. I, I'm so appreciative of uh of, of Brad and and Jack and all the chances that he took on me early in my career and um you know put in uh, a lot of years here at this organization and um uh, just so cool to to be here in Victory Lane and have brad stand over here next to us and everything that he's put into this thing this year is um it's been fantastic it and talked a lot about it i've had teammates that were, were definitely passionate but but none like brad k over here he's uh he's fully in this thing and giving it all he's got every week and um everybody back in the shop is and it's showing
8: well you give it all you got every week too and you're the one that got the win you fully enjoy it standing here the bristol night race <laughs> And that is you, Chris Busher, or should I call you Christopher?
7: Uh, we'll, uh, we'll roll with it right now. I'm all over the map. I said beforehand we need to go back to Chris because we would had some rough rough luck <laughs> the past few weeks, but uh, it's still Christopher on the car, so I guess we can roll with that.
5: It <laughs> is pretty funny how they've had Christopher on the car.
4: <laughs> oh, Dale Jr. started that.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, goodness.
5: That's funny, but they ought to take that off and go back to putting you know Chris on there.
4: Yeah. Just, just make up something else for him. Poor guy. But uh, I, I, it's, it's exciting for us, Mike, because we're from Texas and, you know, it's, it's just, it's always exciting to, to, you know, have a a guy from Texas. There's so many great race car drivers here in this state. And it's a shame that we don't have more represented in throughout the three series in NASCAR. Um, But so, you know, when, (laughs) <laughs> We're like, you know, yay. and then it being a, you know, we we've seen Christopher's cousin when he raced a few years back and mm-hmm. stuff, and and had made it. And actually, I I need to go and look, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he raced for Roush Fenway as well.
5: Talking about James Busher?
4: Yeah, I think James yeah. raced for for Roush.
5: He might have. I, yeah. I don't really I'll have to look. yeah, but he was a good good driver. You know, he he could really drive a race car and get it to do what he wanted with it.
4: And he was from, I'll go and look up the information on James, but James was from another small town um, on its way up here. And I'm trying to remember where it was him. And then we used to talk to him and uh, Colin Brown and Mm -hmm. uh, several other guys, you know, that were up from around this area and stuff that were in NASCAR. And um, so yeah, a lot of
5: those guys came up through the truck series, you know,
4: exactly, exactly. Uh, so all right well um and i know what we got bk now
5: yeah well we, we, you know they mentioned he uh he mentioned brad keselowski the uh one of the owners of the of the rfk um racing team there so uh we caught up with brad he was in the pr- uh press conference there in the media center and here's what brad had to say
9: yeah well, it was quite a night um you know uh first off i'll say we had two really fast cars between uh, Chris Buescher, 17, and, and, and my uh, number six. I was thinking for a while there I was going to be in here wearing both hats <laughs> as the owner and driver, but uh, unfortunately, had a tire go down for, for unknown reason there. Uh, I think we're about 75 to go, so that uh, was quite a roller coaster of emotions, and then, um, you know, obviously, Chris and, and his team, Scott Graves, made a, a really bold call there to to put two tires on, and I think they had a great car, don't get me wrong, but uh, the call to get the lead and, and knowing what they had was, was really clever and um, they capitalized from there. So uh, Chris was in position all day to, to you know, you, you run in the top five long enough and, and things kind of worked their way out. And I'm uh, just glad that we had kind of the redundancy between our two cars with the speed that we showed this weekend to, to make something happen. So uh, really proud for him, really proud for his team. And, um, you know, I certainly wanted to win for myself, but uh, you know, that's uh if there's any solace, that's, that's a good one to have. And, you know, I'll say for Chris, he's, uh, he's done such a great job growing this year. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud to work with him and and see that and and his focus is, you know, top level. um, And he deserves a lot of credit. This is not an easy race to win. It never has been. Uh, But it's a big race to win for your career. The Bristol night races, you know, race, the champions win. And, um, you know, I I think the growth that, that he's shown this year shows that he can be just that. So, so a big moment for him and a big moment for our, our company to, to be able to win races uh, is really so important at this level. You're not relevant if you can't win races. So, uh, you know, and if you're not relevant you can't have sponsors, you can't have sponsors, you can't go to the racetrack every week. So we need to win. We need to win for our partners and Fastenal is a key partner for us. And um, it's good to see them uh, rewarded for their, their loyalty to us with, with a, a big win at a big race. So uh, just a, a lot to be proud of uh today even though uh you know from the driver's side i didn't get what i wanted out of it but um uh certainly a huge night for us
5: and you know dawn one of the things i was when i was listening to that interview there i was thinking you know we have not heard from brad keselowski in quite a while this year he's been hasn't really been in the media center because he hasn't really done a whole lot but he uh he's he's really struggled this season but you know i think he's distracted a little bit trying to get all this going this year it's a lot harder when you're an owner and a driver a lot of more responsibilities and things that you know worry about and think about but he ends up finishing 13th one lap down in in the 13th uh, spot and um but uh chris has really grown a lot this year we've seen i've seen that with him and he's uh he's come a long way and it's good to see him get the victory they have worked really hard this year
4: yeah no they did and uh while bk was talking i was doing some research and i made a mistake which happens all the time um mm-hmm. And and once I read it, I was like, oh, that's right. Uh, so James was from Plano. So James mm-hmm. was from Plano and Chris was from Prosper. Uh, but James was the 2000, I think it's a 12 uh, truck series champion. I think okay. it's 12. If not, it was 15. One of the two, but it was Turner Motorsports who he drove for. And then remember oh. out of nowhere, Turner just closed and he went to the Xfinity series for a little bit. Um, but didn't really do much and then came back and he was driving for Nice motorsports and then he just kind of went away and, uh, apparently him and his wife own a real estate company up here. (laughs) So, uh, very interesting, but there you go. Uh, just so I could correct myself, but yeah, I mean, uh, we used to have James on the show quite a bit with us. Yeah,
5: um, uh, I remember him coming in the studio, I think, a couple times. Oh, there.
4: yeah. Yeah, there at Texas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, I know we also had audio from uh, Austin Cendrick who was, yeah. who, I guess, clinched rookie of the year, didn't he, as well?
5: I believe so. And he was the last driver, uh, to, or he was in the 12th spot when the, uh-huh. when the, when the point standings there, when they we made the cut there for the round of 12. He is sitting in 12th right now, but. They caught up with him, and here's what Austin had to say.
1: Here at the end of the NASCAR Cup Series race at Bristol Motor Speedway, the last driver into the playoffs happens to be the rookie of the year. You advanced to the round of 12 by two points. Walk me through Bristol, because uh, the the final stage, you were just praying and hoping that you were going to make it into the round of 12, right?
8: Yeah, we came in two points above, left two points above. That's how we drew it up. <laughs> no, it's uh, just a hell of a night. I mean... Right front tire down after right front tire down. Um not really quite sure why. Um, but just just fighting through it, like you said, get to the final stage, cars start dropping like flies and just gotta stay in it, whatever I can do to lessen right front load in the car and keep pace, not go laps down. Racing other guys, trying not to get wrecked by the leaders. Uh it's one hell of a night. Proud of my team, proud of Doug, proud of Jeremy. Uh everyone fought through it, kept me informed and uh on the round of 12
1: you mentioned keeping you informed but on the radio how much do you want to know the information of what's going on with the other drivers were you actively listening to what was happening to all the other playoff drivers
8: um i would say the first two stages it was just drive my heart out and hope for the best and with about 40 to go when we were tied with 18 um i think i got an update about every two laps with how many laps there were to go um so i could i could certainly sense the nerves within the team but uh, it just—it just, it just takes—it just takes all of it to to get it done. I mean, the playoffs are very unforgiving. We had two races that were probably a bit lackluster—one from performance and two probably from from execution. But um, just just proud that a 20th place finish gets me to the round of 12. Well, the round of 12
1: has three interesting racetracks. Do you feel comfortable heading into these three? We'll close off with the Roval.
8: I have no idea. I think it's going to be great. I'm on offense again, which is nice. I got nothing to lose. Uh, nothing to lose for Texas, which was good for us in the all-star race. Won a stage there and led some laps. Daldega, anything can happen. And Charlotte Roval, I think also anything can happen. So, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I feel like Bristol still doesn't love me. Uh, I love Bristol, but it um, showed me a little mercy tonight.
1: All right, Austin Hendrick punched his ticket to the round of 12. Here we go, Texas.
5: Yeah, he did. Don, he did punch it. And, uh, he, uh, he, we just got through saying, what do we just get through saying about those three up, upcoming tracks and everything, but 20th place finish, He was seven laps down at the, at the end there. He was really, it was a nail biter for him because it could have gone either way. You know, um, yeah, okay. You know, two points, you know, that's, that's not very much at all. And had he been even further, uh, looking at the lap chart here. Um, if he was, you know, even more laps down, he might not have made it.
4: It's crazy. So it, um, it was
5: very, very close is what I'm trying to say for him.
4: Well, Mike, I have some audio from the guy that'll be heading into the second round as the the leader going into the second round. That's Chase Elliott there on pit road after the race. You want to hear some of that real quick? Yeah, Let's see what he had to say. All right. Here's Chase Elliott. And
0: after a hard fought night, I heard on the radio, you apologize to the guy who said, I just couldn't get to him. What did you need there? Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I actually really liked like my car. I thought our Hooter Chevrolet was uh, driving really good, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't think I could realistically ask for anything more balance wise. I just needed to be able to do a better job getting in some different lanes, and and then being second there. You know, the, the top had gotten so dominant there at the end. You know, the bottom was pretty good there early in the night, and I thought you could you could run down there for a long time, and then. As the night went on, the top got better and better and better, and that momentum was hard to beat. And unfortunately for me, uh, we never got to see any lap traffic to make him move. Um, we we were starting to there in those last three or four laps, and I felt like we were gaining, but it was um, I wasn't close enough to to do anything with him. So, but I you know, appreciate the effort. We had a had a long day yesterday. Um, you know, was able to to battle back from a you know bad qualifying effort to get a top two. So proud of that. Uh, glad to be moving on. And looking forward to some more opportunities here in these coming weeks. And when you move on, you'll be reseated to the top again. Yeah. But we saw what happened during the first round. What did you learn about just points position and how fast things can change in these rounds? Yeah, I mean I knew that could happen going in, so uh I I don't I don't think anybody's safe, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm glad to have the points and I'm I'm glad that uh, you know, we had a good regular season to be able to make that happen. But Uh, nobody's safe in in these rounds and and we want to do better too you know we we had a shot to win tonight but we want to have a shot to win every week and uh, I think we're very capable of that we just got to put it all together and and uh, execute solid nights so or solid races so Uh, congrats to the 17 bunch um I know they've they've had a a bit of a long road and and I know that's a big deal for Brad and and uh and those guys over there so happy for them wish uh Wish it been
4: another day, but we'll try again. All right, Mike. So there you go. There's Chase Elliott. And, yeah. um, you know, I mean, it's, they were, they were trying, I mean, him and several others were trying to get there, but uh, he does talk about the fact that, you know, he will start with these points, but one of the other big stories come out of this race was uh, parts failures, I, mm-hmm. I guess. And one of the big images that folks will uh Uh, remember seeing is martin tricks jr flipping off his car um he is somebody that has been bitten a few times i guess this season and he is doesn't sound like he's a big fan right now of of the new car and some of the things going on with parts it's 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 really weird you know but like it's a new car i mean you know I, i expect that there would be some things you know that would go awry here and there. And I just know he's just frustrated. The entire season has been frustrating for him, but um, there was quite a few guys that were pretty vocal about the part stuff.
5: Yeah, there really was. And Scott Miller uh, came in and addressed a little bit of that. I don't know. Do we want to play it now or?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to it.
5: Okay. So here's what Scott Miller, he's the vice president of competition for NASCAR. So here's what Scott had to say.
3: Bristol is definitely a unique, uh, a unique load case. And, you know, some some things cropped up with the with the steering that weren't expected. But with the newness of this car and the newness of everything, it's not acceptable to have problems, but it's probably part of the learning process for us all. And, you know, all the teams and and uh, OEMs were involved in the RFP process when we chose the 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 parts so it's uh you know everybody's got a stake in this and you know it's not just nascar choosing quote unquote crappy parts
9: there is a perception out there that you know the car is fragile or delicate or it's not meeting the demands that need to be met can you separate fact from fiction on this like what what issues are we looking to improve upon what is the state of the car as we head now into this stretch run in the playoff
3: drive? Well, with, with every, with every part of this car actually being a a new part and a new design, um, you know, I think historically um, in racing and in any, any walk of life, when you do something completely new with a departure, there's a learning curve. So we're in, we're in that learning curve and, um, you know, working really hard to make sure that, that everything, uh, works. And I think for the most part, um, you know, for the most part it has, we did have some steering issues at, at Bristol. Um, that is a, you know, uh, again, a part that was, that was chosen through the RFP process and it is team serviceable. So, um, you know, there's there's that's that's where we are right now. Are we looking to improve on when we have problems? We absolutely 100 percent are every single day. And, you know, what happened at Bristol was not acceptable. And, you know, we will diligently work to come up with a solution to where that doesn't happen again.
5: And I think that what he's saying, I think that's the way, you know, he, he's right. I think they are going to, you know, keep, keep looking into things and trying to get things fixed. And it's, you know, it is a new car and it it has shown some problems here and there, but overall I think the car has performed very well this year.
4: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I had some audio here that I could play, but I, I, I think I'll just, you know, uh, just try to, I guess, promote it, uh, on YouTube. If you go and look up, uh, Noah Lewis, between Noah Lewis and, um, Uh, I think his name is Hunter Thomas too. They usually get some pretty good audio and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure who they're with, but Noah Lewis gets really good um, audio and he has audio from Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. Basically they were saying that they, they weren't surprised that there was some issues because there was mechanical issues after a test that they did at Bristol as well. So um, they, they weren't uh, very surprised by it. So, uh, and again, you know, like, like Scott was saying, I mean, it is a new car. There, you know, th- mm-hmm. I think if you take the season as a whole so far, this car has been extremely successful.
5: Yeah, but what's weird? Why are some teams having more trouble than others?
4: Um, not sure. You know,
5: and my, what, what are they doing? Are they trying to push the envelope on some of these? Oh, I'm
4: sure. I'm sure they're trying to push things or try to do things in you know different ways. And you know, it's just not not they're finding out the hard way that it's it's not working
5: not working yeah it's really interesting so um anyway but hey so we we talked about chase just a minute ago and then um we kind of switched gears but i want to just come back to that real quick Don, if we can um so chase leads the the round of 12 into texas uh let me give you the the list of the others who made the uh, cut. It's Joey Logano is second in points, and third is Ross Jassane, Fourth is Kyle Larson. Fifth, William Byron. Sixth, Denny Hamlin. Seventh is Christopher Bell. Eighth is uh, Ryan Blaney. Ninth is Chase Briscoe. Tenth is Alex Bowman. Eleventh, Daniel Suarez. And twelfth, Austin Cindric. So those will be the 12 drivers you have to keep an eye on at Texas this week as the round of 12 starts. So...
4: And those last four that you, I mean, this is common yeah. sense, but the last four that you mentioned as of right now, starting here at Bristol are below the cut line. Uh, so, you know, they want to make sure that they're getting into that top, into those eight yeah. that will advance. So you're going to see them be a little more aggressive here in those rounds and try to at least, if not go for wins, try to get their points and, and, and point their way up, uh, which makes it interesting. And again, you know, the homer that I am, but, look at who's sitting pretty there in third spot mr in everybody's head although you haven't heard anything about him over the last
5: it's been real quiet
4: it has been real quiet so
5: keep eye uh, on the number one there and and the other thing i wanted to mention dawn you know uh tyler rhetoric we mentioned him earlier in the show you know he didn't make the cut but he uh was still the focus of the media they caught up with him and uh he had a few things to say about his ride with the children's racing, so you wanna hear that?
4: Yeah, let's hear it.
5: Okay, here we go.
4: No, it was intense.
10: Um he just was filling me in what was going on and yeah, understand because I'm moving on, so yeah, all good. Were yeah. you surprised that he gave you such a short notice and that you were gonna give up the eight next year or none of it surprised me honestly. Yeah. it makes so it's okay with you, I mean yeah, and in, in some ways, I mean, you know, I'm going to have a, you know, I'm going to be moving on in 2024 to a new group of people, new teams, so it's a unique challenge to be able to kind of go through that uh, next year with a new group of people, and I mean, I think, if anything, it'll probably help me uh, when I move on to the next place, kind of getting used to working with different people and going through that process.
3: Do you, you... see any way that you might be racing somewhere else as opposed to
10: I mean, it's out of my hands. I'm... You know I was as I've, as I've said to everybody I've intended on finishing what I agreed to do at RCR and um, you know I want to see that through the end whether it was with the a car or whatever car it will be um, you know Richard has told me he will share a lot of those details or the details that he gets
3: certainly from the outside looking in uh, with, with not having to crew you next year and, and the best you have it's, it could be easy to see that, you know, this team's being pulled apart. You're not you're going to get if the the C equipment or the key, the third best stuff of the thing comes here. Uh whether it's third best crew chief, third best car crew, third best equipment. How do you look at that or, or what do you say to people who think mm-hmm. of that uh, looking for nothing, you know looking at
10: well, I mean the next gen cars are all pretty spec, right? It's all it's all the same stuff. So I think they can roll that out pretty quickly. Um but you know I've gotten the gotten around a different, you know, number of different Xfinity teams the last couple of years. Got to work with Patrick and the guy's big team uh, racing this year a little bit. You know, worked with Power Motorsports here year before that. So, you know, had the opportunities to work with different people, have to figure it out quickly and go. So, you know, it, who knows how it'll go. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's been fun to be able to go work with, with other people and um, have to learn a lot about each other really quickly. So, you know, I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm the on the – the bonding or the the character side getting the the team together i feel like you know it it should come together good because uh, you know i as randall and as you know a number of people find out, i worked really hard
5: there you go so i don't know he had an interesting look on his face when i watched that video don
4: yeah it sounded like he was kind of running in circles kind of but then again you know you're put on the spot what are you supposed to say (laughs)
5: Yeah, that's true, but you know, he kind of made his own bed here. The, yeah. what, the way they announced it, and the way the whole thing was mishandled, as I would say, you know, it could have been handled better. And so, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. You I'm keep an eye on that situation because mm. we're not going to see him racing very much, is my prediction. So, I don't know.
4: Very interesting. <laughs> Uh well Mike uh just a lo- really quick we want to remind folks we will be out at Texas Motor Speedway for uh for the races this weekend so Saturday we are planning on recording again live from out at Texas uh we'll get that up uh we'll get the recording up Saturday afternoon if not early Saturday evening after the Expundee series race we'll have it up and that'll pretty much be a preview uh, from the track itself uh, for the race on Sunday, we'll know who's starting on the pole and everything by then. So we'll get you the latest information. And we usually have some, some folks drop in and say hi and talk with us for a little bit. So um, we'll get that. And your son will be joining us as well. Yeah,
5: so. He'll be joining us again. And he's going to write some stories for race day, And um, I'm looking forward to having him there and just seeing everybody. And it's going to be a while before we're back, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy it because we're not going to come back until I think April. So it's, it's a long haul.
4: Yeah, it definitely is. So, uh, Mike, any NHRA news for us?
5: Well, the, uh, they had the, the, the race at, a, uh, at Maple Grove Raceway there in Pennsylvania this past weekend. And boy, they had some good uh, drag racing, Dawn. Um, if you remember back a couple of years ago when I took you out to the, uh, texas uh motorplex for the nhra fall nationals we interviewed all the john force drivers mm-hmm. well robert, robert height and austin proc remember austin was a young kid i think he was a rookie that year i believe driving the top fuel director he's back well austin uh, proc won the top fuel race robert got the win in funny car erica enders from texas she, girl did it again she got the the win in pro stock and then Joey Gladstone picked up the victory in pro stock motorcycle. I think that's his third of the year. Now for Joey, Joey's come on strong. And he, Joey also retook the points lead. There's a huge battle in the pro stock motorcycle group right now that it keeps switching the points. Um, lead. like every race it's somebody new takes it. And, and so this is the first race in the countdown to the championship and Erica, she looked good in that red, uh, Chevrolet car of hers. And, uh, they're going to be, uh, back at the, uh, in Charlotte this weekend or the, uh, at Z-Max Dragway there, which is right there by the, uh, the, uh, sp- Speedway. Uh-huh. And, uh, they're going to be racing there this weekend. And so, uh, I'll be, uh, keeping tracks tabs on that and having some stories and stuff up. Uh, it's called the Carolina Nationals and that's at Z-Max Dragway. So it's the, uh. Uh, it's going to be a good race and then um it won't be long in about a month or so they'll be uh coming to texas for the uh fall nationals there in the middle part of october so that's all the drag racing news i I have right now
4: maybe it'll feel like fall for the fall nationals
5: i don't know i hope so because sometimes it's beautiful weather out there and other times it's blistering hot you just never know you know in october
4: yeah, you never know. In fact, I want to say that when I went with you, one day it was, like, extremely hot, um, and then the next day it was cold. Our, yeah, I got,
5: the cold front came in, brought a bunch of storms, and then it got cool. <laughs> yeah,
4: crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, crazy all right. stuff. Mike, who are you picking for the Texas race? Or do okay. we want to save that? We we should save it. Let's save, okay, it, we first save it for Saturday. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well,
5: let me tell you who I'm looking at.
4: Yeah, who are you looking at?
5: Looking at Blaney. Okay.
4: You're looking at
5: Blaney. Because he, he won, you know, at the all-star race. And I think we might finally see him get a victory this season. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta right. go with him. You know, we, 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 we we've been picking these guys like Bubba and Suarez. You keep going with them until they win. I, I think I need to start doing that for poor Ryan. <laughs> All right.
4: So you're looking at Blaney. That doesn't look, mean look, that you're looking playing.
5: at he looking. might be my my long shot more, really really long shot
4: (laughs) um i'm gonna i'm gonna say that i am looking at um and i hate to say it again but daniel suarez and i'm and i took the story down but uh if nothing else i'm looking at this beautiful car that was unveiled um is it agua frescas which is a a brand uh, under coca-cola that i i and i wish i would have put the story back up but basically it's a brand intermittent made which of course is owned by coca-cola mm-hmm. bottling company um and i want to say it's some sort of you know like fruit fruit drink that they've got um,
5: the paint scheme is beautiful i i want to go by and see that car i want to go find that find them in the garage and see it up close because, yeah because
4: i think it's one of those that it's got way more detail than what we could see in pictures yeah yeah it
5: looked, it looked cool today and they they did a big uh, unveil today
4: Right. It's for National Hispanic uh, Month, Her National would, Hispanic Heritage Month.
5: Wouldn't that be great if he won the race?
4: It'd be amazing. It would be here so. Here in
5: Texas. And he has so many, the Amigos that come, you know, to see him. And
4: the Amigos are going to be crazy loud.
5: They would uh, it'd be awesome. In awesome. fact.
4: Dawn needs – okay, so if I remember – okay, now now that I think about it, it was during the IndyCar se- uh, race when I came or when I went up into the things to go buy. Yeah, because it was in the tent. It was for um Pato, and it was uh Pato's friends or whatever, and it was a Texas shirt. It was being like – Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But I wonder if there's a Daniel's Amigos shirt somewhere. I'm going to have to go and look because I need one.
5: I bet there is oh. – yeah, maybe I'm not, I'm not yeah. the, if they have them at the hauler.
4: i have to do a little research on that.
5: We'll have to look, make sure.
4: Yeah, because if not, then I wonder if maybe just through Daniel's website, because maybe it's just a Daniel thing. So uh, I be? don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I know uh, my friend Michelle, who, I don't know, she was in there the last race. She came and sat by me there. Um yeah. yeah. One, She's from up here in this area, and I don't want to get it wrong and like try, miss. I I know that her full time job she works for United Airlines full time, mm-hmm. but her husband I believe is Colombian, and so they they do a lot of reporting for a lot of uh the Spanish speaking, uh yeah prints and stuff out there. She does a lot of stuff for that and tweets, and she's a big Daniel Suarez fan and does a lot of stuff, um, and so. I uh, got We'll have to make sure that when I'm out there on Saturday that I get all their information. So I, I say it quicker because her husband was there too.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember.
4: Yeah. So um, it's, it, the, we have a lot of husband and wife, um, gr- a couple things, you know, couples that work there at NASCAR uh, for different media deals. Yeah. Stuff, so it's, it's fun to see.
5: Well, you know, Dixie and I do the website together. She's taking some time off this year because she's, working at the bar so much but you know Dixie's drinks and eats and stuff and she's mm-hmm. done some neat stuff for me over the years and uh maybe I can get her to get throw up a cocktail for this week for the Texas race uh so we have a lot of fun doing that
4: yeah it's good we, stuff.
5: Need, we, need, we need to do more of it we were doing a lot for a while and it kind of you know life happened and you get busy and there's not so many hours in a day you can't get it all done so maybe we I have see. to bring that bring that back so
4: yeah, that'll be a, a good time. Well, we'll save our picks then. Okay. Uh, for race weekend when we get to cheat a little bit because we get to actually see what's going on out there. Although we could do that every week, I guess, watching practices and stuff, but pff, who has time for all of that?
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike
4: does. He's retired, but <laughs>
5: yeah, that's, that's true.
4: But that would impede on your c- uh, cigar smoking and beverage. Cons- I don't want. To, I shouldn't say like that. I was going to say beverage consuming, but that makes it sound like you're, you know, just out there getting hammered.
5: Well, <laughs> sometimes no. No comment. No. No comment. No.
4: No, you've been busy substitute teaching, and
5: I've been substitute teaching quite a bit uh, here this year, just for something to do and get back, you know, in the classroom, see the kids, and I, I really miss the kids, and I don't miss all the other stuff, but it's good to get back in the school and see everybody again whoever's left i mean we've had 70 percent of the faculty have left and moved and changed and there's only like 30 percent of the teachers there that that were there when i was there uh two years ago so talk about turnover geez and i was gonna
4: say i mean you were there two years ago so really truly i guess you only have one more group of kids coming yeah. through there because then it would be all new kids that you didn't have when you were there yeah. full-time so
5: exactly exactly so they're uh it is uh it's a different environment and uh but some of, some of these teachers are so young right out of college don yeah. fresh meat yeah <laughs> i'm getting so old you know no oh, whatever <laughs> yeah
4: i know i know exactly how you feel so all right mike well i will see you guys on saturday uh yeah. We will and we'll make sure you bring we'll get together and get all of our make sure we all have everything that we need and um we'll go from there and hopefully fingers crossed hopefully we'll get a decent race at texas
5: i think we're going to get a halfway decent race i i do too i I really believe it's not going to be as bad as what people are thinking and people that sit at home and miss it are going to wish they were there so
4: well, and you know, and again, this is my stupidity because I don't understand a lot when it comes to the PJ one compound and stuff. But they it was down at Bristol, like it's down on certain tracks. I don't understand why it has such a negative effect at Texas, but yet at other tracks, it it's great for them.
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's something to do with the with the groove and the, where the cars run. I don't know if they put it in the wrong spot, put too much down. I I don't don't think it's the
4: PJ one at Texas. I think it's the reconfiguration of Texas. I I think taking some of the banking out, you know, over there and just some of the things that they did, I think just really screwed with the track itself. And I I think that plays a huge part of it more so than I do the PJ one compound, probably.
5: You're probably right. But we used to have good cup races there years ago. So remember
4: we used to have good IndyCar races and they were scared to death that they were going to have a shitty race because they don't do well on ovals with PJ one compound. And we had an amazing IndyCar. Race. Yeah, it's like it's opposite of what, I don't know. You know, I just, I don't get it, but fingers crossed, Mike, that no matter what, this is the last race at Texas that we see out on this configuration, hopefully fingers crossed. Yeah,
5: hopefully, hopefully they'll repave it and fix it and, I think they will. There's enough time in in between races if they do it. So we'll have to wait and see if an announcement's made, and we'll be one of the first to announce it. So
4: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We might get to break some news. So I hope so. Well, uh, go have yourself a good rest of the week, and uh, I will will. see you on Saturday. Have a safe trip up this direction.
5: I will. I'm looking forward to it.
4: All right. And uh, you guys have yourself a good rest of the week. Make sure you check in with us both at tracksbackradio.com, nope. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> Uh, And we'll have all of the weekend's uh, information and breaking stories and stuff up there. Lots of pictures as well. And uh, we will talk with you guys on Saturday. Have yourselves a good one. <laughs>